start this week off with talking a little bit about spiritual warfare. Um, a wonderful friend of mine, uh, who, is, who is like a daughter to me, but um, and like a, a sister, uh, said something to me that really gave me some food for thought, and she sent me a, a picture and made a statement. It's a picture I think many of you have seen it. It's Jesus arm wrestling with Satan. And, uh, and she said that many people think spiritual warfare looks like this when really it looks like this. And she sent me another picture uh, that was uh, armies clashing and this big battle and battle banners and, and what, we, what we picture, you know, the, the, the medieval battles to be and they're riding in on horseback and swords swinging and, and just violence everywhere and pursuing and pressing into that victory. And, and it made me think, because that is the picture that many of us sum it up when we talk about spiritual warfare. Pause and hold on to that picture for just a moment there. Uh, many people um, have it in their mind or they'll come and speak to me and they'll say, well, Mickey, I'm just under, I'm under such spiritual attack right now. My life is just so filled with chaos and and disorder and the attack of the enemy is pressing in on me and I don't know if I can go on anymore and and and, and things of this nature and not to devalue the the situation you're going through not to undermine the experience and not to to, to uh, undermine your maturity in Christ but I think it's important that we stop and we look at this for a moment um, I myself find myself sometimes uh, in that, that mix when it's just, it seems like everything's coming from every side and I'm like, oh God, the, the battle is just so, so heavy and hard right now. But the truth is, that's not the right picture of spiritual battle. That's a picture of spiritual struggle. We have a sense of self-importance where we have to fight this battle empowered by God, but we're the superhero, the center figure of our battles. And that's not biblical, and that's not true. That's, that's not who we are. We are not the great deliverer. Some superhero standing there with our cape. It's too bad I don't have a green screen up, huh? I can put a cape up and everything. Standing there with our cape waving in the wind, fluttering in the wind, and we had that, that regal, victorious look, that immovable look across our face. 
Now here I am, I'm the super Christian empowered by the Holy Spirit to bring victory. But we don't bring victory, do we? We, uh, we prepare the, the horse for battle, but it's God who brings victory. I don't have to pray hard enough to gain victory. I don't have to uh, get the right prayer structure uh, looking up and, and, and for the right prayer words to cry out as if, as if the, the Holy Scriptures are some spell book that will, that will force God to, to, to come in and intervene, but He's unmovable, unmovable until, until I get that right mix of words and that right mix of heart and that, that, that right prayer structure put together. God's not a genie in a bottle. Our salvation isn't that we found some bottle and pulled the cork off and rubbed it three times and this genie called God came out and now he's here to grant us our every wish. The Holy Scriptures aren't some spell book that unless we get it just right, it's not going to work. That's, that's such a, a, a wrong picturing it. That's so often how we interact with God in the Holy Scriptures. That battle, that spiritual battle that you're going through is, is really a spiritual struggle. That's what I'm here to tell you. It's, it's really a spiritual struggle. If it were truly a spiritual battle, it should look more like Gideon and the troops when they surrounded the enemy camp. Here's the thing, before they even got there, they, were, they knew the battle was coming, they saw the battle was coming, the threat was real. Chaos was swooping down on their people and they looked to God for the victory and they walked in submission and obedience. They prepared the horse for battle. But it was God who brought the victory. Uh, when, they, when they gave up their great shout and the trumpets and they, and they broke the jars, the enemy woke up and, 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 and because God swept, the Spirit of God swept through that camp, they attacked one another. Another good picture of of right spiritual battle would be Moses and the Israelites as they and the Hebrews as they as they were in the Exodus coming out of Egypt. They had gained the victory they thought and and they're coming out with the spoils of that victory where they asked all their neighbors for all their gold and silver and they gave it all to them and the Pharaoh said get out of here take your people and get out of my lands leave and they did and they went, but then after they left and after they were gone, the Pharaoh's sitting around saying, what have I done? What have I done? They're our entire labor force and we've, we've sent them out of the country. Who will make the bricks for us? Who will do the work for us? Let's go and retrieve them. It must have been, they must have cast some kind of spell on me and blinded me. Get my armies together and let's go out and let's, let's retake them and and slay them at the very least. And they went and the Hebrews found themselves pinned up against the Red Sea. 
<coughs> actually, if you read Josephus, um, is a, an ancient uh, a Jewish historian. If you read Josephus, he goes on and and he'll talk about how uh, they were there and and the army, the Egyptian army, Pharaoh's army, had come up against them all on one side, and there were mountains to one side and mountains to another side, and the sea in front of them, and the people were trapped and cornered. <clears throat> the people were beginning to panic. They were the panic was there. The the pressure was on. The the Tension was coming in. The attack was imminent. The battle was imminent. Moses, being God's man that he was, he heard the cry of the people. He saw the armies of the Pharaoh. He saw the mountains here and the mountains there. And he saw the Red Sea there. And he cries out to God for direction. There's two things that, that happened in the beginning here. That was, they were submissive to God. They were submissive to God. And they were obedient to God. That's what I want to tell you. For the man, for the woman, for, for you, my brother, my sister, there is a spiritual uh, war that rages, that affects you. It rages uh, for your attention. It rages to destroy you, to separate you from God's will, to separate you uh, from from being productive in God's kingdom, from to separate you from being who God created you to be, who He redeemed you to be, and it it affects each and every one of us, and it's sometimes in our life even more so than others. But when you walk in obedience and you walk in submission to the Lord, now you are in a place where you're not going to engage in a spiritual struggle, but you're going to find a spiritual battle and its victory. You see, the spiritual struggle is when I'm going to, to find that victory through God and His Holy Spirit moving through me, and it becomes weary and tiresome and stressful and pushes me down and crushes me from all sides, and yet the right place of spiritual battle is a place where God is dealing with this battle, this, this struggle, and you, me, we overflow with peace and joy because we know that the plans of the enemy can't harm us. We know that the, the, that the attacks of the enemy won't defeat us. I don't have to wrestle Satan. I don't have to wrestle the demons. I prepare my horse for battle, and the way we prepare our horse for battle is through submission and obedience to God. And when you walk in that place, God's victory is a surety, and I can take comfort and peace and joy. Think about it.
world. Be blessed. Be the blessing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I never knew the emptiness of being all alone. Though I'm many miles away from the home I hold so dear, Daddy's words are there still ringing in my ear. Let us pray for the state. 